0: Hi, this is Cardi. Hi, this is Ali. And welcome back to another episode of Creative Corporates, a podcast on creative conversations for those starting out, switching out, and anything in between. So we've been talking a lot on season two about this great resignation. It's a trend that's sweeping through the US and now coming to Australia, and that's really been in the context of work. But what I'm really interested in discussing today is also something larger than work. So it's resigning from perhaps things that don't serve you, mindsets around, you know, what does work mean? What role does it play in our lives? And kind of that narrative that we tell ourselves growing up. And so I'm really excited to have Irene Chung to join us today. She's our lawyer and artist to have this really important conversation. So welcome to the podcast, Irene. Hey,
1: guys. Thanks for having me. I'm so
0: excited. We are so excited to have you. So, Irene, for as long as I've known you, um, I've always seen you personally as that creative soul. So I remember coming to your house and while we were talking wow. about all things English literature, your room was really decorated with all this beautiful artwork. It was so inspiring. and really goes into the zone. And so, though, you had quite from initially from kind of high school, though, you know, you went into accounting, you know, it was really the face of BIAC, my number one favorite program, even though I suck at <laughs> accounting. Um, they really should be an But really went on this like quite conventional, if you kind of look through LinkedIn, like parts. So yes, I really just wanted to start firstly with that. So in terms of your corporate introduction, what would be your corporate introduction if someone was to ask you maybe like at one of those networking events or something
1: like that? Oh, at a networking event. All right. Well, my day job is an in-house lawyer and I work currently in project management at the moment. Um, But that's kind of how I would introduce myself at a LinkedIn event. I wouldn't really go into it too much. Interesting. But it's sort of that tick, tick. <laughs> I'm hearing a
0: lawyer. I'm hearing big fans. Yeah, Vicky like this is who I am.
1: This is all you need. <laughs> this is all you need. And you're
0: like, awesome, next. So, okay, how would that be different, for example, if you're at a party or somewhere, like a museum maybe, and someone wants to ask you, what would be your creative introduction?
1: Okay, so I would generally keep this part of my life secret. But... Up until recently, if someone were to ask me what I was what what I was pursuing outside of my day job, I'd say I was an aspiring artist or painter. Right, aspiring. and kind of let that trail. All right, okay. So
0: if anyone's <laughs> ever checked out your Instagram, I would definitely say it's anything but inspiring. But aspiring it's inspiring to say the least oh. but I'm seeing gorgeous abstract art really large pieces of work definitely not your like little notepad sketches or anything like that no oh. far from it far from stunning. it. stunning stunning and so oh what thanks the, guys yeah absolutely cheerleaders here so I think why that was an interesting take for us is you know we what how we describe ourselves really matters. And I know we've kind of unpacked this on our journey as well in terms of how do we introduce ourselves in an event or how do we meet while well outside of work. And that language really matters. Mm. And so I think, you know, I'm going to do a little bit of a test now. So, Cardi, if you were to introduce yourself, um, what would you say then? Just, just to test the waters a little bit
1: first. Oh. Do <laughs> well,
0: I need to go with the creative and the corporate you, intro or just broadly speaking? Take your flavour. Take your flavour. <laughs> <laughs> Damn. Okay, so I would say, firstly, yes, I'm a violinist and I work in music management or arts management mm-hmm. um, and though that I'm a lawyer by trade. Okay. And so when you say lawyer by trade, and that might be a little bit different. So what that seems like quite solid. So when I think of lawyer by trade, that's really formalized, right? So we can only really call ourselves a lawyer within the space as well because it's, it's something that I feel like a lot of people, you've got to go through that journey. Like, to be able to even call yourself a lawyer mm. is like such a journey. Well, I think the reason behind that though is in the corporate space, you are credentialized. Right. So same, you would say the same though as an accountant. So if you've gone and done a CPA or even done your degree, you've done a master's, I mean, CPA, you know, on top of that um, or before, mm. the whole point is you've gone through clear training to actually be at a certain point where people have gone, you know the basics, I would actually take advice from you, mm. right? So in the corporate space, I think it's more easy to just credentialize someone whereas in the creative space arguably there's this huge void where you go at what point am I aspiring to do something or am I actually something so in my case I've been doing violin virtually my whole life from three so in my eyes my whole life three years of rest and then it was (laughs) like let's get
1: straight (laughs) in. I also feel like three years old is the start of your training to be a violinist. Yeah. yeah. You are legitimately a violinist.
0: <laughs> yeah, so literally. But so then the question goes and turns to at what point, though, do you go from being someone that's, I guess, learning violin, so in the same way that you're training to become an accountant or in a lawyer, to actually becoming And having what we're calling, I guess, a title? Is it when I, you know, received a credential that I got my AMAS? Mm. Or is it when, you know, I started actually practicing or being in the profession, doing, I guess, professional work or engaging with other people that are doing that on a full-time basis? Or is it actually tied towards being able to generate income off that work? So is it the question is, I think, at what point do we then Find ourselves attached to certain words. That's really, you know, I guess a question I have. Like, I would associate myself in music management because that is virtually my job. Yeah, it's interesting. I think I, but then, same to what I said earlier. So, I've always seen Irene as an artist, you know, that was never something that I it was so so prevalent right so in that self identification have have you always considered yourself an artist intrinsically irene
1: yeah look it's it's an interesting question and i think i've always intrinsically felt like i was a creative person but there's just there's so many there's like so much subtext around the idea of art and who's an artist and like what does it mean to be creative and there's a lot of social stigma around that too, you know, like there's, there's just a lot of uh, pretentious behavior that kind of, that is associated with being associated with the art industry and like, you know, just our modern age of Instagram and like who's an artist today and all that kind of stuff. So I think there's a like, there's an inherent pressure to, to just to not self-promote yourself too hard unless somebody else has kind of legitimized you to your point before Cardi. And so I think I, I would never, ever in my wildest dreams call myself an artist. But if someone wants to call me an artist, like, great, like, that's great. You can call me an artist if you want. Okay. But so I
0: have a point here and that's because Ali's pulled me up on it. Several before. times. Before. Several yeah, times. several times. <laughs> <laughs> that's putting it lightly. And I have tied it down to my upbringing, which is the concept that in Asian culture, you it's not well accepted or it's unnecessary to, I guess, self-promote or brag about what it is that you do. You obviously can mention the work that you do, but you don't go on about it, like be a little bit humble. But if people are more interested and in exploring that, you can obviously, you know, share your details with them and really mm. the work should do the talking itself. Yeah. So by way of a website, social media, people can look at your profile and they can go, oh, that's obviously substantial. In the same way, I guess, you know, if you've referenced, you know, you've run a business, I still wouldn't go into further detail about that. You know, if you want to learn about the business, you can go and read up about it, which is really different to the approach that you take.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, I think that's, that's super interesting that you tie it to culture because in Asian culture, I'm also, I, ha- I have an Asian background, um, so my, my father is Malaysian, my mom's Filipino and yeah, it's this complete, you know, disdain for self-promotion. Um, and I think there's, there's a reason for that because in Asian culture, there is very distinct career pathways that you can take. And so, you know, if you were to say, I am an astrophysicist, there is a lot of, uh, like history behind that and, and legitim- legitimizing with education and, and training, or if you say you're a doctor or a lawyer, everyone kind of knows, okay, this is a very well-trodden path. Whereas you say it's an artist and my mom and dad automatically just go, you're never ever going to be able to afford a house. You're never going to be able to buy yourself a meal. Uh, Why would you ever want to do that? If you want to paint, be a painter, paint a house, don't paint a piece of canvas. Nobody's going to want to buy that. And, you know, it comes from complete love. And I, I understand it and worry. But I think like anything creative in the Asian kind of culture, it's 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 sort of everyone's sort of scared for you, right? And is that because they just want the best for you?
0: Like they really want you to make sure, like, you know, there's a clear trajectory when you're a doctor, when you're a lawyer. There is there's a known income range, there's a known yeah. lifestyle associated that you're gonna be okay. Mm. So And that's the question to you is I would say the answer to that is yes. But on the flip side, I think if you're a creative that can demonstrate that you can put meals on the table, that you can afford a house, and I guess in short you are generating income, that to then my mum, she goes, okay, well, I'm not going to question you anymore because I can see that you can support yourself actually reasonably well. And that's when the table turns. Mm. so it's actually based on active can you be independent and if that's in the creative space that's completely fine but you've got to be sustainable but i is that the case for you yes
1: i never thought about it like that but yeah you're right i do i do think so i think a big part of it is can you put food on the table can you sustain yourself can you actually call this your job And if you can, then generally speaking, they're not going to have a problem with it. Uh, it just depends on how conservative they are. But, you know, I think, uh, I think you're right. I think a lot of it is this, like, income generation that you receive from your work.
0: Yeah.
1: Um, and that's the tricky part about art because it takes a lot of time for you to break out into a sustainable level of income. Yes. And so I think that is also then the question across the
0: board for any passion project as well. So when you're talking about working on whether it be a side hustle or passion project or yeah, just anything that's not your formal day job, do you, you know, the question is, do we talk about that as we're aspiring to do it because we're not generating a full-time income off it yet? Mm. And is that something that we need to break free from? Because, Ali, I think you had a really interesting example of the fact of whether you're generating income straight away yeah. versus, you know, down the track you're still considered an artist or a creative. Absolutely. So the example we were speaking about earlier is you know the common concept of 10,000 hours to mastery and this whole idea that mm. you might be 10 hours or you might be 9,000 hours. It's all the same continuum. And what I really want to challenge that we were just speaking about, right, is this idea, okay, if you're going to make money off it, you've got to make money off it. It's going to be sustainable, blah, blah, blah. So I use the example that in order for people to buy off you, in order for people to engage with you, they need to know what you do, mm. right? And so when I think about, so, you know, friends of mine, So they might be, you know, might do pottery and unless they tell me that that's what they do, how am I going to recommend their pottery as a great gift for a friend of mine Mm. that loves art, that loves sculptures, right? In order for me to help you so that you can sell the thing that you want to be known for. Yeah. I need something to talk about and I think that might come from my culture where it's like you always want to, you know, I always think about like when your mum's on the phone, what are they telling people? Like who do they know who does this? Who do they know that does that? It's always they want that recommendation yeah. to the
1: person
0: so that they can help them because that's the difference when you buy from people, right? And so the challenge is, is like if you don't tell people, even if it's like, And, and, and it's, I think a little bit, is like not confidence because I get the reservations and you can feel confident in, you know, anything or not confident still do well. You know, I don't think that's difficult, but when someone just tells me on face value, I'm an artist, I'm like, okay, you're an artist. And then that, that person goes, oh, like, you know, what does Irene do? I'm like, oh, she's an artist. And that person's gonna walk up to Irene and be like, "Hey, Irene, I know you're an artist. Can you paint me something?" you like, "Oh, my God, just call me an artist, Stop you know." <laughs> and, the, and the proclamation is very
1: cyclical, you know.
0: So there's somewhere in between that I think is really
1: helpful. Yeah, yeah, no, and and you know what, I I think this I, this feels like a therapy session to me. I right know, now, it really does. You're right, Every it's time. like it's like this affirmation. I mean, like, you're like I am an artist every day. Look at yourself in the mirror and say you are an artist. Uh, and and I think it's yeah for sure. I think it's um, a confidence thing, and it's it's this it's this perception about how you see yourself for sure. Um, but to me, I think it's it's actually more insightful about how I see myself possibly because I feel like I need to legitimise myself through others' eyes. And it's and it might be an internal battle, right? Because to me, I I'm like, oh, do I have the confidence to put myself out there and say I'm an artist? And like, I think if more voices were to say that, then I would have more confidence in my own voice. Yeah, yeah. and I, and I don't know if that's that resonates with other people, but um, there's always there's always a fear of judgment, right? And so if I say I'm an artist, people can say, no, you're not. So it might just be easier to say I'm an Same aspiring thing. artist. Yeah. Or <laughs> aspiring even, like
0: a, like a little bit of word, but If you want to tell me I'm an artist, like even better. And I think, like, look,
1: um,
0: I was having this conversation with my partner before and he was like, Alex definitely places a lot of value about what other people think. And I'm like, oh, my God, you listen? But I think, <laughs> and be, but because of that, I'm really cognizant that I need to put that story out there for people to give – to give them the confidence that they're also saying the right thing as well and i think there will always be judgment and i think it's not like the judgment goes away like i look at you know we used the example of pop stars before like they're do they live completely like safe lives where everyone thinks they're perfect all the time no Magaz- magazines sell so much new news absolutely and gossip not, yeah. you know to find some flaw of them irrespective of how great they are at their craft you know people are always going to want to find another reason as opposed to looking inside themselves so for sure yeah I think that it's an interesting I, now I feel like I'm in therapy too I'm right here with you okay but okay the question let's bring it let's bring it back up a little bit before we go deep again so in terms of your art Irene yes if we walk through you know what's your process do you is it experience you know how because your your creations are just gorgeous and I'm someone who's quite sensitive to color and when I think about the color choices and what's being used I'm like I didn't even know you could use those colors together so what's your journey in terms of when you're creating a piece of art
1: yeah so My art, to me, it's all about joy and experience. So I suppose I try to capture a feeling and my work just isn't supposed to be taken seriously. It's not supposed to be this like stuffy piece of work that you like necessarily study. It's just what you feel when you see it. And creativity for me is in the experience. So like I never want my painting to feel like work. So you'll never You'll never catch me painting when I'm like incredibly tired or unrested. It's it's you know, it's it's usually happens after traveling, or if I'm being immersed in nature, like reading or learning, going to exhibitions, visiting like strange places, maybe meeting new people, talking to old friends, like those kinds of things, like a moment in a day when like the light sort of like dapples in a room and it's just like the most beautiful time of day. And then I capture that and I go, wow, like that's awesome. So it'll just kind of come to me but in terms of the actual doing um, I'd say that I'm a really like impatient artist Uh, I try to finish uh, a piece in one sitting so that could be like four or five hours depending on how large it is or like 18 hours and I'll just be hacking out of work for a while but it sort of uh, yeah like I'll first take a photo of it sketch it out I might begin to paint like quite shortly after and then mostly so I don't lose the feeling that I'm trying to convey and then I'll get 95% of the work done in a few hours and then I'll sort of do a bit of things here and there. But that's that's sort of the creative process for me. That's awesome.
0: I love that and I think why that's important is I've been doing a lot of yoga lately, I've been doing a lot of meditation lately, you know, spending a lot of time at home, centering myself. And I think what I love about that is it's very much honoring that emotion or that moment because you're as opposed to, you know, people, I don't know if it's stoic culture or something, but it's hard to, you need to detach yourself from that emotion and, or move past it. And if you don't move past that emotion, you know, you'll only be stuck in the now. And this is completely different from what I'm hearing because it's actually saying, you know, I'm going to feel this thing. I'm going to see the thing and I want to capture that essence, and work within that and and honor it, which I think is a really important space to be in.
1: Yeah, that's right. And I think I get um, I get a lot of joy from beauty, and and I, like everyone else. Um, and what I've learned is that you can find beauty in anything um, in any in any aspect. And so that's what I'm trying to show through my work. I, I yeah, I think a lot of the artists that I uh, that I'm inspired by also do very similar things. Um, and I'm paying homage to them, really, with a lot of my work.
0: Amazing, amazing. And I think it's just such a craft that it's so visual and different from what you might do day to day. In terms of that other side of your life, I know, you, you know, you've been a mentor of mine for a long time. Oh, how have you? How have you felt? I know it's compliments everywhere on this on this website, isn't I mean, You inspired me. me? <laughs> is when is you're thinking about people who might be going? You know, like I had this side of me. I don't really know. How do you feel like it's helped? You know, you've obviously gone back into the corporate world, um, and having this this part of you. How have you felt like that? Mm. Does it help? Is it hindered? Good
1: or bad? Oh, it's. Oh, it's definitely helped. So I guess to me, the person that really helped me bring this side out of me in, in the public capacity is my husband. He is never afraid to just go with it. Like he's taught me that life is just sort of beautiful and like people fuck up all the time and they make mistakes all the time, but you will be a lot happier if you're just doing something that you love. So I think for me, he's always encouraged me to Follow my passions and paint, and do do what I love because you're going to be a heck of a lot happier to do that. So I, this is sort of me listening to his advice. It's still a process. Look, I'm not a hundred percent there. Like, I'm not going to say I've made it and I know exactly what you need to do and these are the ten steps that you need to happen to happiness. But I, I do think that it's it's it has trickled into my life at work, my corporate life at work because. Uh, it's given. It's given my colleagues something to talk about. Uh, they they kind of go, oh, I like this, and oh, it's opened up sort of doorways to people that I never thought uh, were really into art at all. Um, you know, I've had colleagues kind of go, oh, I'm, I'm renovating, and I'm thinking about this. What do you think about that? And then you come like a, a sort of interior design consultant to people at work, uh, and it's and it's great, you know. And then you learn about their lives, you learn about their wives, and the dogs and things that make them happy and then it just like leads to a more, more cohesive kind of environment at work too. Um, so I, I definitely think that this has helped me in in my sort of corporate world um, and you know what? People open up about things that they love. Uh, they love cooking. They love baking. Uh, they love like co- cross-country running, you know, 16 kilometres on a Sunday or every day. Don't know how they do it. I don't know. But you know, it's no. just <laughs> <laughs> two minutes is more than enough for me. <laughs> but
0: you know, something that they that's something that they can connect with you on because you're sharing your thing. Yeah. And that's the whole point. I think that's what we're fleshing out more on is people now want and find value in connecting with people on ideas. Yes. So that is the best way to form really genuine relationships with people in and, in and of itself. Whether you're in the workplace, whether you're just forming new personal relationships, that's how people want to connect. And it involves you yeah. sharing a little bit more than outside what you do as, you know, legal counsel in project management but more for the interest of if you're doing artistic work, you know, how you're doing it, what's the process? Because other people might actually be going through a creative process and I think there isn't actually one right road in creativity, which is what's really exciting. Like when you think about, you know, say take math, you know, there's one plus one is two generally speaking tick. okay we got that right you know yeah. and so most <laughs> you know, most people can agree on that but the more interesting conversation where you can actually have discussions is on something that's subjective mm-hmm. and that's where the interesting that's where you know the real meat is yeah and also like it's also then that ability to have like safe and healthy conflict because if you're having like oh, I'm not into like this color and this color or this kind of work, you know, like you can still have that because conflict does bring people closer a lot of the time, mm-hmm. but in a space that is really healthy disagreement, which I love. And I think yeah. coming back to what we were saying around like, res- like resigning from these different mindsets, it's bringing your whole self with you wherever you go. And it's not having those defined, because they're all out the window, like Like my house is, you know, my office, my gym, my everything. So we haven't got those boundaries so, like, confined anymore. And I think
1: that that's important, definitely. And and I think like you know, this going back to the Great Resignation, like, what is what is the phenomenon? Like, why is it that this is something that is emerging through this incredibly conflicting period in, in our lives? Uh, is it because we we're feeling a sense of monotony? Is it is it because we're feeling trapped in some ways? And is creativity the answer in in any way that you know? Is it is it is it a way that you can kind of break free of that monotony in your daily life? I don't know. I don't know what the answer is, but they're important questions. And I think so much of it. I
0: think if it's really boiling down to is like you've sat in your house without. The exterior influences of anyone else, and it's just you. Maybe if you're lucky, it's just you, it might be you and everyone else in the house as well, um, which is good and bad. Um, but you kind of go like, I I'm 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 gonna use a painting metaphor, here we go. I'm staring at like a blank canvas again. Oh, that was good. <laughs> and and where how do I want to recreate it now that I'm gonna come out? Mm. And I think we've got more choice now because we mm-hmm. might have a bit more savings. They might be able to, That the job market is so hot. They might go, well, how do mm-hmm. I, I'm going to say repaint and now I'm going to stop the analogies because <laughs> i thought got coming. Please. How do you recraft that in a way that's distinctly for you, you know? Um, and so I think it's important to, to really reflect on that. And that comes with unlearning a lot of things or, Recognizing, you know, I might not be ready to to tell people I'm an artist. Maybe I'm an aspiring artist, uh, but it could also be saying, you know, I am a podcaster. I have a podcast. I have a solid <laughs> listening of you know, yeah. it's niche. It's a niche listening, but it's still one. Yeah, and very
1: niche and Creative. very
0: corporates. <laughs> corporate. Right. Yeah, you know, but it's still something, you know, and it's just something that's going to grow over time. Mm. And and why that matters is because as I said, like what you tell yourself and how you tell it to others will come back to you in what they say about you. Yeah, I love that. Um okay, so we're going to do a little bit of an exercise. Let's see how it goes. It was recommended by my partner. Oh, it's called is it called the onion? Is that what it's called? Peeling the onion. Peel, peeling the onion. Okay. So there might be some tears. Okay. So peeling the onion, five layers. So if you were to go first layer of who you are, what would we say? Oh, wow. This first is layer. incredibly deep. It, are you deep. suggesting that you're going to go first? Uh, okay. I'll yes. Go. Ali's going to go first. <laughs> okay. So first layer, I am a management consultant. All right, so your top layer, your top surface layer, what do we say? I know we're all scared. You can hear that. You can hear the hesitancy from our our listeners' ability. So, first layer, what is it? Look, I would have to say my job, which is music management. Okay, cool. 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 So, in the arts, music management. And Irene, what's yours? Amazing. Mine would be. Surface levels? okay. We're only level one. Lawyer. Lawyer. Okay, good. Okay, good. good. Okay, now we're going to go a little bit deeper. Second, I actually don't know if I have five layers in me. But let's go, <laughs> let's go. Second, second layer, second layer. So that's like you slightly deeper. So I would say I'm a management consultant and a podcaster. Okay. So I would say I'm in music
1: management and a violinist. Okay, Irene. Amazing. I'm a lawyer. And an artist. Oh no, we did it. We did it! Amazing. <laughs> good good, got some revelations on the podcast. Is that
0: three? or wait, that's a four. A four. Was two. That was two. No. That was, was two. two. Ali can't two. count. I <laughs> can't <Okay, laughs> with numbers, but like light on the numbers here. Yeah. Okay. I'm Allie.
1: Num- I'm a management consultant and I can't count. Uh, okay, i know keep a <laughs> <laughs> Okay. So,
0: I'm Allie. I'm a management consultant. I'm a podcaster. I'm a daughter. I'm a daughter, and I I'm a big family person. Okay, I'm m- in music management, a violinist, lawyer by train. No, that's not deep enough. I am. <laughs> yeah, but that's, that's just like adding a <laughs> clue. Wrong, Cardi. Wrong. Absolutely wrong. Right.
1: Right. Try, try again. Try again.
0: Okay. I could, okay, for those you just feel you can feel the hesitancy. <laughs> okay. Well, that's what I would say, and. Okay. That's what I would say. And, listen, and then after that, I would say podcasting. Okay, okay, cool. So we'll try that. We'll unpack that next round.
1: Irene? Uh, okay, this one's going to be a bit like totally left field. So I'm a lawyer. I'm apparently an artist, aspiring artist. Let's just, you know, put some. Oh, We've got artists, in there. we got there. And I am a basketballer. Yes.
0: Awesome. Amazing. <laughs> That's actually not left a field of me, but yeah, I love that for the podcast.
1: Yeah, I know. Um, Ali knows this. I know.
0: Yes, number four. Okay, number four. I'm going to give you an easier prompt, okay, so we're not just burning up. So if you were to go, the thing I care most about in the world is, so it will be a pause. It might be, so for me, the thing I care about the most is helping people realize their value. And allowing them to live that fully in their lives. Amazing, awesome. So, mine's actually, funnily enough, on that same theme. Mm-hmm. If I go from what, we can just just finish the sentence. So, the All thing I those... care most. Yeah, about the thing are... I care most about is helping others reach their potential in whatever way that is. And I think one of the ways, actually, for us has been through this podcast. Yeah, and also the work you do as well with with music education. That's right. So everything actually that I try, like that I do, is to try and link in to helping people reach their potential.
1: Okay, good. Irene? I love that. And that's why you both are so warm and lovely human beings. You know, I don't want to be boring. Look, I like helping people as well, but you know, I'm not going to say the same thing. Just, just right. like to clear it up to people listening, I, I like to help people. The thing that's like most important for me is I liked. I want. I want to spread joy in any in any aspect that I can. So, if it's meeting somebody and making sure they're feeling happy in the moment or feeling happy with themselves, it's for me, it's I'm a very emotional person, and so I like to connect with people in that way. And if I can cook something for you, if I can paint something for you to make you happy, I will do it. So I am a I am a show don't tell kind of person. Mm, I like that. I hear. I love that too. Um, okay, mm-hmm.
0: so fifth layer, we're in the onion. Tears may laugh. Tears are tears, tears, flowing. Tears, tears, I actually now, now I'm scared I don't actually know what food layers. <laughs> okay, the fifth layer question is: what legacy do you want to leave behind?
1: Oh my lord. This is the hardest question in <laughs> oh, the world. world. <laughs> Goodness. I think
0: the legacy I want to leave behind is the people that I've met and then the people they go on to meet connect on a way that is meaningful and oh actually I would say and and they feel confident helping other people create connections so that might be that they they help other people achieve their impact they might decide that Whatever their career is and their, and their craft is, that they go and pay that forward in a way for other people um, or non people, animals, etc. the planet. That would be great. That would be nice. Better society we live in. Um, but that would be my legacy, ideally. Yeah, that's awesome. You have to go next. Yeah, okay, great. I'm so, so excited. I yeah. feel like you um, thought about this, Ali uh <laughs> I feel like I, I think know. that okay it was really it, honestly it was a, it's like a lot of like voice all my journaling and I think that's kind of it yes yeah it's so, so good thankfully I've taken advice from you and done a little dream bio exercise yeah a few weeks ago so that I actually did tie into this and mine is really just to inspire people or anyone that I know to be the best version of themselves and that might be through just my interactions with them, helping them in a particular way, or just having a positive impact that allows them just to be the best that they can be. That's really the short of it. So that's your legacy. So it is. And so I think that's, that's the legacy that I would want to leave. But I think also the legacy that I would want people to have think of me is really going out and being someone that is honest and that leads with integrity oh, that is good. That is respectful they're the qualities that i really value i feel like i feel like all that thing around law school and, and that <laughs> process is really it really shot me. Through. yeah yeah amazing yeah i you I mean like <laughs> you know this is your moment legacy legacy building what do we think
1: legacy building to me, I think I'll keep it pretty simple. Look, I love, I love making sure people are, you know, feeling, feeling the best that they can, of course. And, but to me, I think in terms of what people would look back and say, oh, what, what's Irene known for? I think I'd like to be known as someone that is kind um, and, and that like full stop, you know, um, just somebody that was open, uh, open-minded enough to be kind about anything but i think in terms of of what i want to leave behind is again going back to that joy and happiness because i think it just starts with small acts it's just yeah. you know, how do you make somebody happy if you can make them feel internally happy that's the best that's the best thing that you can possibly do yeah that's awesome
0: i have felt like this was fantastic therapy really me too i feel like we really unpacked a lot of here so i'm keen to leave that as the final remarks the only thing I will say Irene if people want to explore your art maybe they're renovating maybe they're looking for a present you know, perhaps it might not be your your favorite, favorite pieces um, that you hold dear to you. Maybe it might be. Seeing so how you go with the let it go. Oh um, yes. Hardly, hardly <laughs> you can tell is gonna have a pending order.
1: <laughs> but if people are looking for your art, where can they find? It? So you can jump on my Instagram. It's iwc.art. Uh, you can go in there, DM me, let me know if you want me to commission a piece of work. Otherwise, I will be linking our website uh, on my Instagram and you can find it there. Amazing.
0: Thank you, Thank you so much for joining us, Irene. Thank you, you guys. That
1: was so much fun. about
0: resigning not just work but also mindset, maybe putting in place some different things, doing your onion exercises. Um, And thank you so much for joining us. For those who are listening, we will put on our Instagram those prompting questions so you can do it yourself. Maybe it might be a journal entry. Maybe you might even practice it with somebody else and have a, a, a more connecting conversation. So if you've liked this podcast, make sure that you give us that five-star review on Apple Podcasts and follow along for more content at Creative Corporates on Instagram. Thanks so much for joining us and we'll see you next Wednesday. Thanks, guys. Had a blast. Thanks for listening. Thanks for being here with us, Irene.